We here at Four Finger Discount love the spooky season, and to celebrate, we're offering our loyal listeners an amazing Halloween special. You guys can get access to our Guy on Springfield review of Trias of Horror 6, my personal favourite. Do not touch Willie. Good advice. The latest episode of Tales of Futurama, our movie guys review of The Truman Show, Guy and Dando commentary of The Simpsons movie, as well as lifetime access to our incredible Four Finger Discount Facebook community. Yes, yes, oh God, yes. And you can do so by just being a $1 supporter of Four Finger Discount on Patreon. Just one single dollar do to support the show and you'll get access to hours of bonus podcasts. So go on, support your pals Guy and Dando and join the Four Finger Discount Patreon family today at patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. They'll buy anything. For years, you see, astrology was the Tampa Bay devil rays of the sciences. Not so good. But with new, more powerful computers, astrology can show you the future. Would you like to see yourselves as teenagers? No. Let's go there now. Feast your eyes on the wondrous world of eight years from Tuesday. Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Figure Discount, the podcast where we only eat bioengineered food. This week we are here to review episode GABF12. It is future drama. I'm Dando. I am Guy. Uh, how are we all travelling? Doing okay? We're doing much. We're doing much better now. I can. I can smell. I can hear. I got, got to admit though, when you're a dad of a two-year-old and a four-year-old who's still shitting the nappies. Getting your smell back, not the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, you, you had a little, a bit of a holiday. <laughs> yeah, well, basically, I was doing nappy duty willingly. I was like, babe, well, you just relax. I got this. This yeah, is fun. Yeah. I got this. <laughs> and now I can smell it again. So I'm like, oh, no, not nappy time. <laughs> oh, no. oh, man. Well, well, no, we're glad you are back to 100% after, yes, this mysterious malady that uh, robbed you of taste and smell and made your mouth all uncomfortable and I don't know, yeah. it just made life miserable for you for a, about a week or so, it seemed. And it really sucked. Because, I was nearly two weeks, actually. What really sucked was that because my mouth was so uncomfortable, it made editing a pain in the ass because I didn't realize, but I was going, I'm like trying to get mm-hmm. that awful taste out of my mouth when you were speaking during the podcast, which means I'd constantly have to go back to whenever you were speaking and mute my end because I was constantly just making this... <laughs> Weird sound with my teeth. It's it annoying. <laughs> but I'm back now. I don't think I'm, I wouldn't say I'm 100% because I don't think anybody's ever quite 100%, but I'm back to podcast level, podcast worthy. That's good news. That's good news. Yeah, ulcers are the absolute worst, man. I mean, and you feel bad sort of complaining about it because, you know, there are people out there suffering from far worse things. But, you know, having a, open sore in the side of your mouth that's brushing up against your teeth or, you know, any time you get food in your mouth, it's like, ow, mm, mm. <laughs> you, you can't enjoy some of the best things in life. That sucks. No, the best thing was I sat down last night, I had a bowl of Nicholas risotto and I could taste it. And I was like, ah, I'm, I'm back, back, baby. I'm back, baby. That's right. Uh, we are also back here to review future drama. But before we get into that, Mr. Davis, you have an event to plug coming up from our dear friends at Pop Culture, you're going to be the host of a special Q&A session with the one and only who? Flash! He's going to talk to every one of us. Yes, indeed. One Sam Jones, Sam J. Jones, the 
goes by both. Uh, certain people know him as Flash Gordon. Some people know him as that old guy who was in the Ted movies with uh, Marky Mark and the Teddy Bear. Yeah, he's coming to G-Town and he's going to do a Q&A at the Pop Culture Collector Gallery uh, in North Geelong. I think he's doing a few other things while he's in Australia. He's not just coming down to hang out at Pop Culture. But uh, he's hosting a Q&A. Oh, he's having a Q&A on the 9th of November, I believe. And uh, yours truly is the host. Yeah, it's going to be a very exciting night. So if you're a fan of that man, make sure you can, I'm talking about Mr. Davis, of course. You can see him in the flesh uh, for a special hosting <laughs> a Q&A session at the Pop Culture Gallery, which is located in North Chill on the Pop Culture Collector Gallery. Our friends of Pop Culture have a fantastic gallery down there full of all crazy toys and statues and a bunch of other stuff that you're going to want to throw some money at. So head down there November 9th, look it up. I believe they've got an event on Facebook, but just Google Pop Culture Collector Gallery and you'll find all the information for that. All right, Mr. Davis, it is now Let's time it. we get into future drama, not the future drama crossover episode that I thought it was. Well, not really. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a blink and you'll miss it kind of crossover, isn't it? Well, it's not meant to be at all. This I, there is a, there is a Futurama crossover in season twenty six, which I thought this was purely uh, from the title. No, okay. but that one's called Simpson Rama. Simpson Rama. I just saw Futurama and went, "Oh, it's the Futurama crossover. This is going to be fun," and it wasn't. But it was a, it was still fine. I mean, these episodes here that the skip forwards. This is the third time they've done the skip forward episode. And this one was written by Matt Salmon, who we interviewed last week. Our new buddy. Our new buddy. Yes, he um he was a big fan of the interview as well. So you can find that up on our YouTube channel, or it's it's back in the um in the podcast feed. Our interview with Matt Salmon, which was a lot of fun discussing the upcoming Trials of Horror uh, thirty three special, in which um the Australian fans get a big. A big sort of, uh, what would you say? They make well, they make a big appearance, don't they? A big cameo. They do, yeah. Like a, not even a cameo appearance, like a guest spot. Yeah, Australian fans make a guest spot in the Simpsons World segment of Trias of Horror 33. Uh, we were lucky enough to get a little glimpse at that via the screen share of Matt's um, of Matt's computer, which is pretty cool. I know. Oh, we were sworn to secrecy, but uh, oh god, it felt it felt like we were part of the crew. <laughs> <laughs> And we also discussed the Not It special, which aired last Sunday in America, which was a lot of fun as well. I obtained it illegally, not going to lie, but I will be watching it as well once it's legally available in Australia on Disney+. Plus. So you can find all new episodes of The Simpsons every Wednesday on Disney+. Plus. But um, yeah, our interview with Matt Salmon, check it out. It was a lot of fun. I wonder if you like, you, like me, tend to do this as a justification. It's like... Yeah, I illegally downloaded something, but I'm either going to watch it when it actually goes to air legally, or buy it on you know physical media or something. So you know, it's not it's not entirely illegal. I feel like if you say you're going to and actually follow through and actually purchase a movie, it's okay to illegally download it until it's available to purchase. That's my opinion anyway. If you go to the cinema and you watch a movie and you like it, and then or, or what do you think? Do you think you have to go to the cinema and watch a movie? Like, do they prefer box office takings or home video takings? What's the what's the deal? Well, that's a really good question because it's all in a bit of a state of flux at the moment with, you know, streaming uh, video on demand and all that kind of business. I, I mean, I've never downloaded anything that was in cinemas, like a cam. Oh, I hate that. Rip. Yeah. No, it's, well, for, yeah, first of all, it sucks. And secondly, well, yeah, that really feels sketchy. It does, like, it does um, feel, uh, uh, yeah. If it's a, but if this is the thing. If it's available to be purchased somewhere legally, whether it be like renting it on, on Apple TV or whatever it is, Mm-hmm. Do you do that or do you go, I don't want to fork out these fourteen ninety five. This may get me busted. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you might have to redact a whole bunch of this. But there was stuff coming up on Apple TV. And I'm like, I already subscribed to a bunch of streamers. I'm not going to give Apple my money. They've already got enough money. So I um, downloaded um, some stuff from it. 
And then it was coming up glitchy for some reason. I don't know. I think Apple, they're pretty smart guys. They might have a bit of um, an anti-copying kind of thing in their algorithm or whatever. It seems, it seems like anything I would download from Apple TV would get glitchy when you tried to play it on something else. And I was over at the lovely Louise the other night. We were trying to watch this thing. And I said, fuck it. I'm, ju- I'm, I'm just going to subscribe. <laughs> By the way, guys, and, uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a happy ending for Apple because now you've got my eight bucks a month. You do indeed, I mean, yes. I just did the seven-day free trial and thinking, you know, surely they don't have enough good stuff. And I was looking at what a good stuff on Apple TV. I might have to stick around. <laughs> this is the thing. You you put out a tweet. I'm certain you retweeted something recently where it was a guy complaining about how we fork out so much money now for different streaming services when how fun was it just going to a video store and just getting the movie that you want? Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. We fucking, we have to subscribe to Netflix, Stan, fucking Disney Plus, Apple TV. You end up spending more than what you'd spend on Foxtel now just to get access Pretty to all much. different shows. And this is the thing. Uh, we wanted Jurassic Park. Elliot really wanted to watch Jurassic Park, right? So we're sitting there and I'm looking, I'm like, what's it on? All right. Oh, it used to be on Netflix. Okay, it's not on Netflix anymore. It must be on Stan now. So I open up Stan. Oh, no, it's not on Stan either. Well, surely it's not on Disney Plus. That doesn't make sense. Apple TV. No, that's not for free Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, hey, we can't watch it anymore. It's not possible. And Nicholas like, don't you own it on 4K? And I'm like, this is where I've got to in life. I'm Googling, where can I stream this movie? The disc is right there. I could just put that disc in. But it was like, I'm doing the best I can to find a streaming service. I've yeah. got the movie already. Why, why is my brain now wired to have to look for a streaming service when I own the movie? I know. They've got to you, man. They have got to me indeed. But uh, future drama. Let's get into future drama, shall we? So we, as we were saying, as I was... My, I lost track of my Matt Salmon little thing there so that he wrote the episode. This is the third ever Skip Forward episode set in the future. These ones are always a bit wacky. They're always, you know, poking fun at where they think the future's going to go. Mm. This is where they tend to find the, the Simpsons predicted the future because they, just, they basically go, all right, what's an absurd thing that this could evolve into? And, you know, two times out of 10, that'll come to, to fruition. So this one here, I can't actually think of any moments where no. this has been predicted <laughs> from. But there is a moment in this episode, though, that does get quoted a hell of a lot. I'm talking a hell of a lot. And I didn't realize it came so late. It's that no one's gay for Mole Man. Everyone mm. uses that quote now. It gets Whenever there's a Mole Man post, everyone writes, nobody's gay for Mole Man, right? But it came from season 16. That's crazy. Yeah. I never realised it was so late. <laughs> I must confess, I was thinking of our pal Jordan Moleman Richie because everyone's gay for him. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, also, I, when it came up early in the episode, I'm like, ah, so that's where it comes from. But uh, yeah, as far as predicting the future goes, uh, this episode was not a Professor Frank in that I don't think anything that it's uh, come up with has really come to pass yet. No, I would be a fan of the ET spaceship picking up my garbage every, every week. <laughs> When I saw them, like, oh, they made an episode just for Dan. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, as I was discussing earlier, not the Futurama crossover that I thought it was, but do get the appearance from Bender. My theory is, I'm trying to take myself back to 2005, the title's called Future Drama. They would have gone, the mm-hmm. Simpsons have gone to the future, and they would have played just that clip of Bender in the car with, with Homer and Bart, and everyone would have gone, fuck, future, they, they mean the Futurama world. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, yeah, he's in for what approximately six seconds, and yeah. just kicked to the curb. If, if that, yes, if that. But um, yeah. But what do you think of the episode? I thought it was perfectly fine. Yeah, I had a, I had a bit of fun with it. Uh, it's it's pretty much I don't it's know. pretty by the numbers on the whole. But it, nothing was terrible. It was like it had it had a few laughs. It was just 
nothing really sort of grabbed me and went, oh, that was awesome. As we've talked about, and we talked about with uh, with our new buddy, Matt Selman, yeah, how a story's got to have both humour and heart. I mean, it's something we've talked about it a lot, but it's something that Matt agreed with, so we're like, oh, we're on the right track. But it didn't really, really feel like it sort of had much heart to it until the very end when it's like, oh, okay, he's going to you know, make this sacrifice for his, uh, you know, he, you, th- you thought Bart was going to screw over Lisa, but it turns out, no, no, he's actually a good kid at heart and he and he did right by her. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I feel a bit sort of on the fence about episodes that show Bart and Lisa as teenagers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I'm just used to them being kids. Okay. You know, and, it, and it never really strikes me as... I don't think this is how this would play out when they're grown up or anything like that. I mean, they always sort of make Bart a, um, uh, you know, a bit of a loser, a bit of a layabout. Um, he's and he's usually got the earring and he's you know got a little bit of a pot and pot belly and he's mm, yeah not really doing all that great. And I don't know, Lisa, of course, is going to do well. It just doesn't really do it for me for some reason. But they, look, I, I, this is not to say. This episode was bad. It wasn't by any stretch. It was good and entertaining and fun. I had a fair few laughs with it. But yeah, future episodes, I don't know. They're not really my bag, shall we say. I think the closest they came to getting it right was the first one in Lisa's wedding, where Bart, mm. he's not a loser. He actually runs his own uh, construction company. Not construction. Um, uh, yeah. What's it called? Demolition. Demolition company. So he's taken something that he was good at and turned it into something useful and made money from it. Yeah. That was, that's a good way of showing Bart where, as you're saying, I think it was, um, what was the last one? Uh, where it's the, the one where Lisa's president, Lisa's president think, and, and Bart's just ruining everything for, her and he's just an absolute loser. That, yeah. that, that uh, that's annoying. But you know what annoyed me more though? I wasn't a fan. I'm sick of the whole, why does Lisa always have to end up with Millhouse? Millhouse, yeah. It's like, oh, can we not, Think of something different. Why is, why is it always Millhouse? And Millhouse was an absolute cock in this. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I can only assume that he's just completely roided up. Yeah. And not thinking straight. But uh, I must admit, I didn't mind the aspect of, you know, Millhouse sort of overcoming his innate geekiness by hitting the gym and maybe something else to, um, to get all ripped and get all, um, all macho. I thought that was kind of funny. Hey, my favourite. What were your favourite moments from the episode, Mr. Davis? Uh, there are a few that I liked mm-hmm. in this. I think it, it had one of the best sight gags I've seen on The Simpsons in quite some time. Uh, the place where um, Bart and, uh, and Gender go to perhaps consummate their love. And it's called Contraception Overlook. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was just really funny. I liked that a lot. What did you think of um, Amy Poehler as, um, as Gender? I'm, I'm, I thought she was fine. I'm not the world's biggest Amy Poehler fan. I mean, I've, I never really got into Parks and Rec, and what I have seen, I didn't dig. But yeah, she's done a bunch of other stuff that I like. But yeah, I thought she was fine. It wasn't really a, a sort of a, a standout guest starring role for me. It was like, yeah, this is good. But yeah. <laughs> I would maybe have to be reminded years down the line. It's like, okay, who did Amy Poehler play on The Simpsons? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the thing. <laughs> what do you think? I- She's incredibly talented and will be far more successful and talented than I and you and I both together will ever be combined. But I've always seen her as like Tina Fey's little sister. She's always sort of been like, <laughs> not in the shadow of Tina Fey, but like clinging on. Hey, Tina, what are you doing next? Can I be a part of that too, please? <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, it's probably not like that. But no. I mean, but I think you might be, you could be team 
Tina or you could be Team Amy. And, you know, I think a lot of people clearly are really into Parks and Rec and a lot of the other stuff that Amy Poehler has done. Yeah. But for me, I don't know. I mean, I look at Parks and Rec and go, yeah, I don't really see this as an Amy Poehler project. I see it as, you know, a regular sitcom. Whereas 30 Rock, I, I can't see it without Tina Fey, no, if you know what I mean. It's, ri- it's written around Tina, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and created by Tina and sort of like it's it's heard down to its very bones and Amy and um, and Parks and Rec feels like not so much, <laughs> but I could be completely wrong. And by all means, you know, throw that abuse at me, uh, listeners, patrons and uh, other friends of the show if I am completely wrong, and which back, of course I am It's not. back also when guys like Chris Pratt, when before he got you know, healthy, he's Fat Pratt. Everyone liked him when he was Fat Pratt. That's true. He's all good know, looking. Uh, Everyone's uh, like, I don't uh, like this guy anymore. He's making me feel uncomfortable, insecure. <laughs> <laughs> you used to be like me and now you're like them. <laughs> <laughs> also, I had, you know, Aubrey Plaza, you know, who's just unstoppable and amazing. So, uh, look, there are other, there are certainly things to like about Parks and Rec, but it's not really my thing. But, um, but what else did you like about this episode? It's something that I like, but at the same time, I'm also a bit sad about how The Simpsons keeps... You know, this is one prediction they did sort of get okay. right. Uh, global warming warning. Yeah, when when Maggie's at um, Alaska, which has now been turned from a, a lovely frozen one, uh, winter wonderland into a beachside community with a poor old starving polar bear coming up and it's like, oh man, global warming's been re- appearing quite often in The Simpsons lately. I mean, we had the um, the iceberg melting. Remember they went to see the iceberg, Springfield iceberg, mm. whatever it was, and then you had Homer saying, "Global warming, it's a myth." In the Seven Beer Snitch, so. <laughs> Lately, it's been appearing quite often. Yeah, I must admit, I did get a sort of a guilty laugh out of Homer's line about stupid wildlife serves them right. You know, back in 2005, it was almost right at that point where global warming, the, the theory of global warming was still sort of like a new thing and everyone's like, we've got to do something about it. It's almost like the world's just got to the point where we've gone, eh, we've fucked it. Yeah. Drop the ball. Okay, yeah. Better luck, you know, generation that survives the downfall of civilization and emerges in, I don't know, three or four hundred years to possibly rebuild planet. Who knows? In the meantime, like and subscribe to Four Minutes. <laughs> so were they all your favorite moments or did you like anything else? Um, I, I liked how there were the various alternate futures or channels on, on Freak's yeah, Machine. And my favorite of them was Flanders' Revenge. Yeah. Which was, what, when, when, did, when did we see that? Was it Trias of Horror? It was Trials of Horror this, this year, Trials of Horror 15, I think, where you had to kill Homer, remember? Because you're seeing, oh, you're seeing yeah. the visions, yeah. That's right, yeah, from the woman of the dead zone, yeah. Yeah. Now, what, did you, what did you enjoy? What were your favourites? I enjoyed the Mo clones, but in particular the spider. What? A spider <laughs> fell into the cloning machine. <laughs> just, I just liked the, 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 the clone Mo's, but I also enjoyed just a little sight gag there. So Jenda and Bart break into Frink's old place. They go through the basement and Frink's body's just hanging in the, in the basement there. Oh. Do you see that? No, I missed Yeah, his skeleton was just hanging from the basement roof. And I was like, oh, that's funny and tragic. <laughs> our, our buddy Matt, he's got, a, um, he's got a bit of a dark sense of humour. He does indeed. Next question. You there, eating the paste. All right. It is time for some four-finger discount trivia. But that also means before we mm. do that, it is time for some shout-outs of our beloved $20 patrons kicking off with Andrew Zer, Steamed Ham Champion Dylan Haggett, Jordan Moleman Richie, Christopher Darby. No one's gay for him. Pete Anderson, Plain Old Matt, Andrew Davis, Ryan Dunlap, Hank Scorpio, Jared Howard, Kevin Dental Plan Flood, 
Jonathan Rossi, Zach Pruitt, who just finished his community podcast, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, and they got a nice little one. mention on Newsweek.com, or Newsweek, whatever the website's called, because they interviewed one of the creators of the show, one of the directors, one of the head honchos of mm. community, and he let something slip that Gillian Anderson is set to appear, or potentially going to appear in the community movie that's just been announced, and that hadn't been announced anywhere. So Zach Pruitt got mentioned on Newsweek as a result. So congratulations, Zach, for that. <laughs> and they've just announced nice one, they're going to be starting their new podcast on The Good Place. So if you're a fan of those shows, check them out. Also, Timothy Berlson, Joel Yoland, Katie G, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, Reese Roberts, George McMenemy, Stephen Roberts, Sean Devey, Bella Winderbank, Tom Pickering, Mark Boston Burgess, Groundskeeper Noah, Declan Phoenix, Lewis Kavanagh, Jack McFadden, Heath Appleby, Preston Murray, and Adric McLeod. They are our $20 patrons here on Four Finger Discount, and we love them oh so much. Also, shout out to our new man, Mr. Jack Netting. Thanks for joining the party. And we must also say a big shout out to our man, Elliot J. O'Neill from the Simpsons Index podcast, our $100 patron. And we are going to be appearing on an upcoming episode of the Simpsons Index podcast. Make sure you search for that in your podcast apps and hit that subscribe button where you'll be able to hear Guy and Dando appearing on the Simpsons Index to review the first episode of season 34 and Colonel Homer. All right. So trivia, Mr. Davis, hit me with your first question, please. Astrology is the what team of science? Oh, I know the conversation. Now you've got me. What is it? It is the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Not good. Yeah, not good. That's right. Yeah. All right. Who was the who was playing at the prom? Who was the musical guest? <laughs> it was the Larry David iPod Experience. Yes, which, funnily enough, is now a dated gag because who has iPods anymore? They don't even make iPads iPods anymore, do they? That not really, no. I don't. Well, I don't think Apple. Um, our friends at Apple um, <laughs> make iPods anymore. I mean, no. I was actually looking up to get an MP3 player. I mean, I know you can all do it through your phone, but uh, I. Wait, wait, wait. you're going to buy? An, why were you buying an MP3 player in 2022? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking to get back into walking and, and maybe eventually even running. Do you not have Spotify on your phone? Well, yeah, but I don't like taking my phone out. It just feels a bit sort of bulky. Um, I prefer, I would want to have just a little thing that's just music or just something I can download stuff onto, onto and, you know, clip it onto my collar or something like that and not have to, you know, if I'm picking up a bit of pace or something, I don't want, oh, my phone's about to fall out of my pocket. So I just want to have a little thingy, a little MP3 player. What you should get is one of those arm straps. That's what Nicola has. I do have one of those and I find them incredibly uncomfortable, mainly because really? they've got Guns. Yeah, because they're huge. <laughs> 17 inch pythons. Um, yeah, so it says here the iPod has been discontinued, which is a shame. All right, my first question is, or my second question, sorry. Oh, no, you already asked the question. Actually, Davis, iPod experience. What's your next question? How long is the decompression time uh, to get to the surface from Homer's underwater house? Oh, I'm going to say four hours. You'd be close, but you'd be wrong. It's three hours. Three hours, damn. What is the name of the operation in Gulf War Five? Oh, is it find the president's head? Find our president's head, yes. <laughs> Marriage is a how long commitment in the world in the future world of the Simpsons? Oh, seven? Three. Three? Wow, we Yeah, according to gender, she said, Oh, marriage is a three year commitment. I have outstayed my welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and my final question is what is the fifty first state of America? Oh, um oh damn. Think of blood money. It, it's Saudi Israelia? Yes, well done. 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thank you very much. Blood money. Goodness <laughs> money. <laughs> I love that I said blood money. You're like, I've got it. I know this. Yeah, that's who I think of. <laughs> yes. All right. You got any more questions for me or we're going to get into our review? Uh, rather than go to Yale, uh, Lisa is going to go where? Oh, I do have it in my notes. It's, it's like hot dog on a stick camp or mm. something. Hot dog on a stick management camp. Management camp, yes. Yeah, one all word right. choice, I guess. You, you win that one. All right. Is that all you've got for me? I like I like when you ask me. Throw, me. throw me some more questions. You got any more for me? No, that's all I got. That's all you got? <laughs> all right, then. All right. Well, that is trivia for future drama. We'll be right back, guys, after this short break because we'll pay some bills and sell, sell ourselves. We'll be right yeah. back after this break with our in-depth review. Yes. We here at Four Finger Discount love the spooky season, and to celebrate, we're offering our loyal listeners an amazing Halloween special. Woohoo! You guys can get access to our Guyon Springfield review of Trias of Horror 6, my personal favourite. Do not touch Willie. Good advice. The latest episode of Tales of Futurama, our Movie Guys review of The Truman Show, Guy and Dando commentary of The Simpsons movie, as well as lifetime access to our incredible Four Finger Discount Facebook community. Yes! Yes! Oh God, yes! And you can do so by just being a $1 supporter of Four Finger Discount on Patreon. Just one single dollar we do to support the show and you'll get access to hours of bonus podcasts. So go on, support your pals Guy and Dando and join the Four Finger Discount Patreon family today at patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. They'll buy anything. The original air date of Future Drama was April 17th, 2005. It was written by Matt Salmon, as we said, and directed by the legendary Mike B. Anderson, uh, the episode kicks off. Was there a chalkboard gag? Uh, there was a catch no, gag. It was, was the, um, the Transformers one, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. They all appear as Transformers, robots in disguise. I was a huge fan of Transformers, the movie, as a kid. Loved the movie. You mean the animated one? The animated one, with, yeah. With You Got the Touch. What a soundtrack. You Got the that's just 80s rock fellas yeah. coming at you. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, the episode kicks off with Bart and Lisa just walking down the street. And we, I've got here, right? So they say, Lisa says to, um, or Bart says to Lisa, there's your boyfriend, comic book guy. Lisa says to Bart, there's your girlfriend, it's a crazy cat lady. In Australia, though, we always have this thing where we go, there's your mate. <laughs> when we clearly know that person's <laughs> not their mate. Like, why do we do that? We'll see some, you know, some idiot walking down the street. Oh, there's your mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a bit of a sidetrack and feel free to delete it if you like but this is a bit of a sidetrack I was watching this documentary the other night on the ABC about heavy metal band Parkway Drive have you ever heard of them? yeah I've interviewed Winston the lead singer a few times he's a lovely man oh, oh there you go he seemed like a nice enough fella but yeah, you know, they're a very successful metal band. They're doing great all all around the world. But they'd reached a stage where it's like, and things are getting a bit toxic in the band. We might have to actually sit down and, and go to therapy because the, the demands of touring and creative differences and all that were really sort of on the verge of ripping the band apart. Marriage counselling for, for musicians, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but they said, yeah, one thing we sort of had to unlearn was just ragging on each other all the time and because, you know, that's how Australian males kind of relate to each other. I was like, eh, you, you don't seem that bad. <laughs> but, uh, but they showed a bunch of footage of them as, as young guys. like, oh, you guys watched a lot of Jackass growing up, didn't you? <laughs> because that's just what that's exactly what they seemed like. They seemed like the Jackass crew. Yeah, but, okay. Uh, they, they was like, yeah, once in a while, you've just actually got to tell your mates that you think you like, that, you know, you actually like them. <laughs> Dude, that is not cool. You're going to get us in trouble again. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, it, comes, um, it comes to a point where you're just like, you're pulling pranks on each other and one person does that prank a little bit too far and everyone else in the group goes, oh, I don't know if I should laugh at this one. <laughs> yeah. 
I was watching it with the lovely Louise and uh, she was like, a bloke's like that. And I said, yeah, but you, at the same time, I think we're also finally attuned enough to each other's moods and sensitivities that you know when someone's gone too far. And yeah. that's when you pull them up and you're like, mate, nah. That's not cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that, yeah, that's, you reminded me of that just then with, um, yeah, as your mate. It's like, oh. <laughs> it's like it's like the, it's just the obligatory like I like you. This is why I'm saying this. Like you know you know how you shouldn't. But it's just how we it's how we engage with each other. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But and, and at the same time, yeah, there is that. Uh, I think there's an innate awareness. Like oh, I took that one degree too far. Better pull back. Better pull back. Hey, you're a good bloke, man. Legend, legend. That's why that's why a lot of bosses a lot of bosses now have to be very careful with like the younger crowd, and they don't know they can't distinguish between trying to be friendly and. Being an asshole, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you you can't have a bit of good natured hazing no, <laughs> with your no. with your apprentices anymore. Uh, but anyway, by by the way, yes, we're sort of straying from the episode. I wanted to say though, uh, with comic book guy <laughs> spilling the contents of his burrito on his shoe and eating said content contents off said shoe, yeah, I'd do that. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> I I think. I would draw the line at like anything below the waistline. I think is oh no, I probably if I drop like something on my shorts, I scoop it up with my finger. If it was within like three seconds, scoop it up with my finger and eat it. If it hit my shoe, you got to remember your shoe has stood in a urinal, so I probably wouldn't eat off my shoe. Because how often do you clean your shoes? We don't clean our shoes very often. Not that often. No. But at the same time, the top of your shoes. Uh, well, have you ever used the urinal? I'm telling you right now, the the back, the back spray does hit your shoe. That is true. That is true. Yeah, okay. This is food for thought. <laughs> but uh, Brought to you by our friends at Apple. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Uh, speaking of uh, things that are getting hazed, Mole Man. Nobody's gay for Mole Man. <laughs> yeah, well, you love Mole Man. No, you do. You're gay for Mole Man. You're gay for Mole Man. <laughs> no one's gay for Mole Man. If you had have asked me where what episode this comes from, I honestly couldn't have told you. And now I know. Future drama. I would have thought a single digit episode. but uh, I, w- I would have thought maybe about season 12 was where I was thinking, but no. But uh, Bart and Lisa have the fight. They roll down the hill and they roll into Frank's basement and he's been expecting them because he has got the um, the predicting machine, the future predicting machine. I love that he says he per- perfectly, uh, perfectly predicted the future, has little and Maggie, <laughs> Maggie pulls the Maggie sign yeah. down. Yeah. So he says, due to astrology, you mean astronomy? No, astrology. <laughs> Louise this- is, very, is very big into astrology. Yeah? Yeah. She's, I into, mean, she's-, she's into her, um, her crystals and things like that, isn't she? She is, and she's drawing up charts all the time and like, holy moly, this is- <laughs> There's a lot that goes into this. I feel like, you- I feel like lovely Louise and my sister would get along very well. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I-, I wouldn't be surprised because your sister is very nice and the lovely Louise is, of course, lovely. This is where Frick says he's going to show Bart and Lisa their lives when they are teenagers, eight years from Tuesday. And um, we get the little clip here of the garbage truck, which even in the, the ET music as well. It looks, yeah. It's all very ET-esque. And, um, and the ship comes, the, the ship, yeah, so the ship comes down, throws the garbage into the ship, takes off into the sky again, comes back down to the neighbor's <laughs> house. I would, I think I would get over it very soon because it'd be very noisy, but it'd be cool just for once for the ET ship to pick up my garbage. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> uh, Marge, call, Marge calls the kids downstairs for their prom photo. I've got here, why is it in the morning? Oh, oh yeah. Good point. Very, <laughs> a, a, a good nit to pick. By the way, did uh, you notice that Marge, it's a nice little detail, but Marge is a tiny bit plumper. Yeah, 
That's, well, that's, that's what happens when you get older, isn't it? Not for yeah. everybody, of course. If you Doing want to that, make the effort it. and work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm not taking that personally. <laughs> we get the, uh, the Polaroid photo here, which turns into an instant cake, because you can do anything now because scientists have invented magic. And Lisa, as she explains here, the reason that Lisa is graduating as well, because she graduated two years early, and she's just thankful that Bart is graduating. Graduating. Homer then enters, and we get the explanation that they're actually separated now. Homer's pretty much a jerk throughout this entire episode, let's be honest. He's jerk-ass Homer. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, without the stabilizing influence of Marge, yeah, you see just what a dipshit he would have been. It's funny how, and it's usually... As, as most of the time it's guys, but when you take the good woman away from the guy, you see the guy for who he really is. And a lot of the time, it ain't great. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but he says he's been partying too hard with his single friends and he forgot the rules that he's not allowed to come over unannounced because they're separated. They get a postcard from Maggie. This is what you were discussing earlier, where it's from Alaska and the poor polar bear rocks up and he's just mm. hungry and tired and passing out. It's very sad. But homie, stupid wildlife serves them right. I'm like, yeah, we're full-blown joke-ass Homer. <laughs> Milhouse then arrives and he's roided up. He's always a mini Hulk now. He's just, that's he's his way of- Working those lats. He has been working those lats. And presently, Lisa is very annoyed by this because she says she's been turning him down since like the third grade or the fourth grade or whatever from the prom. And Milhouse, as we saying, is all buff now. Then Gender rides in on a skateboard. She's basically just Bart in female form, isn't she? Very much, yeah. <laughs> um, the perfect woman for him, except, I don't know, not. It's like, no, no, she pretty much is the perfect woman for him, but he's just so immature to capitalise on it. I think that's the that's the story they're going for, right? Because in, in what way was she bad for him? Actually, yeah, that makes a bit of sense. Because she just wanted to have sex. <laughs> and he was like, no, I'm, I'm more you know, distracted by this bright light over here. He just wasn't <laughs> interested. But I guess she, well, didn't she want him to mature and he was just refusing to? I think so, yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, I don't know. Anyway, but um, she um she headbutts Bart as their way of um connecting. Homer tries to show his affection to Marge, ends up headbutting the mantle. We now arrive at the prom. Do you remember what song was being played at the time? Uh, it was Take On Me. Was this played at uh-huh. your graduation? Um, No, I'm not quite that old. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I think the- well, When did the song come out? Oh, Take On Me is something like 82 or 83. Oh, shit, I thought it was late 80s. Okay. No, 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 no. Um, what were they play? <laughs> the main thing I remember, we didn't really have a graduation ball, but we did have a dance, a formal. The main thing I remember was- um, Jump around. <laughs> no, that, it was it, in between. It was the, yeah, yeah. it was a sweet spot between Aha and House of Pain. I remember a lot of um, boom, 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 let's go back to my room so we can do it all night and I can make you feel right. And um, is that, and there's a song called Male Stripper as well. They usually got played together. I don't know if they actually are the same song, like a part of a mega mix or something, but you know. You ever heard the song, strip for me, babe, I'll strip for you? No. I think it's, I think it's just called Male Stripper. (laughs) (laughs) When you're saying boom, boom, boom. My generation's equivalent of that was boom, 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 boom. I want you in my room. I watched that recently, the film clip with Nick, and I was just like, we were like nine just singing about fucking. <laughs> we had no idea though what we were talking about. We are just singing this catchy song by the Venger Boys, but the whole thing's about going back to your room and having sex. <laughs> 
God bless the Venga Boys. I've actually seen them live at this soap pop like retro tour from like two thousand two thousand and nineteen, eighteen, I think. But um, they, yeah, they were really good. Did they arrive in the Venga bus. They it was like a fake Venga bus thing. It was it was really good. Cool. Like they knew exactly what they were doing. Like it was like this is who this is why you're here. We're playing the hits. No new stuff. <laughs> just just getting about <laughs> no all new out. crap. Yeah, yeah very good. <laughs> But uh, we're, so we're at this prime and old Willie, he's still the groundskeeper and the smart puke is outsmarting him because it's part of, it's the, the result of bioengineered food. We get the Larry Davis iPod experience playing some tunes and it turns out Nelson has knocked up not just Sherry, but also Terry. Go Nelson. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, sk- and wearing just the cliche like 80s prom suit, which I liked <laughs> as well. Welcome, seniors and sexually precocious underclassmen. I'd like to say goodbye to those who are going off to college or to fight in Gulf War Five. Operation Find Our President's Head. USA! Find our head! USA! Find our head! And now, here's Assistant Principal Kearney. Okay, I want a nice, clean prom. That means no booze, kick, puff, doze, max, stim, or turb. Remember... Stim kills. It's what turned Superintendent Chalmers into a vegetable. Skinner, 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 Skinner. I'm never a fan of a joke being at the expense of someone being defined as a vegetable. I don't know. It just always makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. No, it's not great. <laughs> no. it's, a, it's, it's a little bit of a bum note in this episode. Yeah, it's not Matt, good. Matt Selman, you're our buddy. We love you. Come back on the show anytime. Uh, <laughs> likewise, feel free to extend an invitation to fly Dando and I to the United States business class, of course, uh, to hang out at Simpsons HQ and offer our ideas. Having said that, eh, this was not a good part of this episode. <laughs> I feel like you and I combined could write a kick-ass trias of horror. We should do it one of these days. We should do it and say, Matt, make this. Look, look, read, read it. Read look it. What we, look what we did for you, Matt. <laughs> look what we did. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Praise us, Matt. We're ever so smart. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph is talking about how I think you can use the toilet now. I think, I don't know. Yeah, cheap, cheap uh, Ralph gag. What I was, what I was hoping was, you know, when, uh, when Nelson spikes the punch, and I'm presuming it's with one of the many drugs that Kearney just listed, yep. that it would have like an Ritalin slash ADHD effect on Ralph. And oh, he might all of a sudden, it'd be like a nutty professor thing where he goes from, hey, I'm Ralph and I piss myself or something like that. Into, hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's, I think that's a cheap gag as well, but I, it's one that I think I'd like. It would have been funnier than what they gave us, yeah, for sure. Um, By the way, and- yeah, when Ralph does get dosed, I don't know how. I, I, I tried looking this up on the internet, but I don't know how to look things up on the internet. But um, I, I don't know how many times they've used incense and peppermints, the, the song by the I'll Strawberry watch. Alarm Clock on on The Simpsons. Maybe four or five. If, it, if, but- if it's drug related, you know that's getting played. It is. And I got no problem with that because it's a dope song <laughs> about dope. But um, yeah, nice. Always nice to hear incense and peppermints again. Gender and Lisa are then in the bathroom. I did like that. Soap, activate. <laughs> Tap, activate. They didn't predict the future. We don't actually have to say activate. But no, we still but we, we now have sense of toilets now, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we do sort of. I don't do this. I don't own one of these things, but it just seems pretentious to me. But. I've got like a friend who's got one of those Google Alexa things and like, Alexa, turn the TV on. I'm like, just 
The remote's right there, dude. Just yeah. Just turn it on. Alexa, what's the time? I'm like, you got a clock. Just look on the wall. Yeah. But yeah, she, she, she's going to tell me. I'm like, I don't. What the? Cl- I already know the time. The clock's there. Why? It's like the yeah. novelty of this device. And I'm like, oh, whatever. The own yeah, I, I I know a few people have got that kind of thing, and it's not necessarily something that I'm mad about. Although I I do like it for like play a song. I think that's not bad. Yes, but when you're using it for the most basic things in life, I'm like, you, I know these no. things can do everything. Use it for useful shit though. <laughs> yeah, flick your own switch and turn on your own TV, <laughs> and also you know, look at your phone. Or <laughs> if you're one of these old timers like me who still wears a wristwatch, look at your wrist. To find at the time. Your brother is so hot. Stop telling me that. Oh, sorry, Lisa. Sink, activate. I love your dress. Soap, activate. Bart tells me you got into Yale. Sink, terminate. Yeah, even though McDonald's owns Yale now, it's still a great school. And I could never afford to go there if I hadn't won the Montgomery Burns scholarship. Oh, yeah, that's the thing he had to do as punishment for stealing Christmas? Yeah, I miss Christmas. I don't. I miss Christmas. <laughs> like, I love the idea that Burns stole Christmas and just never gave it back. <laughs> oh, rem- remind me to send you this idea. I'm, I'm house-sitting for someone at the moment and walking their dogs. And tell you what, walking a dog around the block is actually, I don't know if you've noticed this, but it's a nice bit of a creative driver. You're like, hmm, getting a bit of fresh air. Hmm, ideas are coming. And I had this, what I thought was not a bad idea for like a Christmas movie. So I'll, and I... I got on my phone after I'd finished walking the dogs and I wrote down, like, yeah, this has got to be getting a middle and an end. It's it's cliched as hell, but, you know, so is a bunch of stuff on Netflix. So, yeah. So I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> yeah, send it to me. If anyone can tell you if it's a good Christmas movie or not, it's this guy. I'm the that festive guy. man. Po- he was pointing at himself. <laughs> uh, then we get uh, the dancing. And um, what, what was playing at this point? Was it Bizarre Love Triangle by New Order? Dun, 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 dun. Or was it True? True. It was True. By, by Spandau Ballet. That's right. And Martin's dancing with his little buddy that he created recently, that chum. Oh, that's right. This guy does not want to be a part of Martin's life at all, does he? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to fob him off with, what are you doing after graduation? Uh, I'm travelling. So, yeah, it's a big world. You won't be able to find me anywhere. Oh, do you want a no. companion? <laughs> no. Self-destruct. <laughs> uh, they, they've hired Otto as the limo driver, but he, um, he is just goes naked and glides off a cliff. It's kind of bizarre. Bart and Gender are then on the um, the point. Now, what was the point called? Contraception Overlook. Gender, I think we're ready to go all the way, but I'm a little nervous. Bart, don't be nervous. Sex on prom night is as American as our 51st state, Saudi Israelia. Gender, that's not what I meant. I love you. Will you marry me? Oh, that's really sweet. But marriage is a three-year commitment. I mean, do you even know what you're going to do with your life? I've got it all figured out. You can waitress while I learn to cut meat. We'll live in a trailer, but to avoid paying for parking, I'll drive while you sleep. We'll never, ever stop. Bart, I hate to say this, but I think I outgrew you. When? Just this minute. Okay, lovebirds, break it up. <laughs> hey, this one's alone. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> oh, yeah, you want some chicken? Just grab it with your hands. Go ahead. We're not fancy here. We come ba- back and Bart is skimming through all the different futures. So we've got the Kang and Kodos invasion, Vice President Cletus, Mo gets an email, 
Flan is revenge. Maggie's DUI. Lenny's super pet. And he's like, ah, I'm bored. Let's go back to um to what we're already watching. And he cuts the Bart telling Homer how he was dumped by gender. And Homer says, by the way, gender, that's a weird name, right? It is, yeah. It feels I like mean, I'm saying the wrong thing every time I say it. <laughs> you'd think it would be Jenna, but- Yeah, it just, yeah, it just feels maybe like I'm saying this the is wrong their, thing. Yeah, it's like, well, it's a futuristic version of Jenna. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's a name that doesn't really exist, but it will in the future. And, and Matt Selman was actually right, because we are talking a lot about gender in, in 2022. We are indeed, yes. Homer then says, uh, you know, let's go find us, uh, us some new lady friends, because Marge dumped him for dumping, uh, for wasting your money on the underwater house. So it seems their go-to now for Marge being annoyed at Homer is him just spending all the family's money on something. Yeah. Uh, so as you're saying here, three hours to decompress, and the DVD player doesn't work. Before that, though, not a bad gag. Uh, the fish take off with Homer's outdoor furniture. Stupid flounders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I actually did not pick up on that. Yeah, I didn't pick up on the on the Flanders Flanders reference there. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> they are. Uh, they've, they've got the Homer's bought the first of a hover car. Didn't you think you should have? You know, wait until they've ironed out the kinks. I know it's a hover car. <laughs> it's like the people who went all in on Tesla. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I think electric cars are probably going to be really good for the environment and the planet. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not getting you know, yeah, 2050. 1.0. <laughs> how, how great is that clip of them showing how um, strong the glass is? Have you seen that? No. Where they're, they're, It's like a big showcase event. It's kind of like when Homer and Herb are showing off the, the Homer and the car's up on the stage and basically, he's got one of his minions up there to sort of say, "Look how strong these windows are! There, you cannot break them." And they throw this thing at the um at the window, and it just goes, and just got cracks and just breaks. And Elon's like, "Oh yeah, I guess I'm um, oh, maybe not that one. Maybe we'll just try the next one." And the next one breaks as well, and everyone's like, "Oh, oh. this is this is awkward." Have you never seen this? No, it's from like two years ago. It's the greatest thing you'll ever see. Elon's <laughs> and, and basically, you just know that guy was taken off stage and killed immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's, it's a very embarrassing moment for Elon, who um, apparently is going to be owning our Twitter soon. Oh, yes, yeah, so I heard. All right, yeah. well. Apparently everyone's jumping off Twitter. Or so they say. Everyone says. It's kind of like when Trump was president. Everyone's like, oh, that's it. I'm, I'm moving to another country. It's like, you're fucking not moving to another country. Put your fucking you phone down. certainly Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so they're, they're driving the hover car, and this is they go through the mountain, and this is where we get our dear friend Bender from the Tales of Futurama podcast, available exclusively on the Four Finger Discount Patreon channel. And well he says, look at our new best friends. You wish. They throw him out and he falls apart. And that's it. That's the only Futurama reference we get in this. Short and sweet. Mm. They then drive by the plastic surgery center where they do celebrity buttocks, nipple relocations, and fluffy tails. And Patty apparently has installed a tail on herself. Then we get the billboard here. Give apes the vote. You won't regret it. Would you vote for the <laughs> apes? I would. Um, depends on the type of ape. They go to Moe's, Bart and Homer. By the way, I love that Homer's rocking the wig. Yeah, he got the wig to make himself feel younger, yeah. This is where we get introduced to the Mo clones. And Homer says, oh, over there, my two favorite letters, E and Z. And they go over and, or Homer waves over Bart, you know, this, it's, we're in, we're in. And it turns out, obviously, you can see from behind, it's Mrs. K yeah. and Miss Hoover. <laughs> and even Bart's just like, yeah, I don't think we should be doing this. Yeah, you're right. We can both do better. One of these days we'll have to have a talk about it. seeing your teachers in the wild once you're... um old enough to sort of hit the pubs and clubs. Yeah. And one night you're like, oh, is that my, is that my old teacher? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, do I refer to them as Mr. and Mrs. whatever, or is it first name yeah. basis now? What is this? 
hopefully the teacher would say, oh, well, you're not a student anymore and call me Paul or yeah. Mary or whatever. It's it like, still would feel <laughs> weird, though. Okay, I will. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bart is then watching the holograms from prom. He's very down on himself. We see the, the clip of Chum self-destructing. I guess everyone in this family is doomed to wind up alone. Look, if you want Jenna to take you back, you should show some initiative. Get a job. A career? No problem. I speak three languages. Armpit noises are not a language. Oh, yeah? When you're a kid, though, it is a language. The first time you learn how to do an armpit fart is like the greatest thing ever. Showing my age here, but I think I would have been about seven or eight, and they did it on the Paul Hogan show. Yep, <laughs> Hogs was you know he had his uh, had his weekly TV show. It was the biggest thing on TV, and yeah, had the episode and I did an episode where he put his hand in his armpit and he you know flapped it flapped it like a wing and made fart sounds. Everyone at school was doing it the next day, and when you know I sort of after a bit of practice, like yeah, I can do it. Oh, my God, it was an absolute game changer. It kills every time. <laughs> it really does. Like, if nothing else is working, fart jokes work every time. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> uh, Marge uh, has started dating Krusty the Clown, it seems, and Bart mm-hmm. says he's going to go get a job at Quickie Mart. We, we, you know it's going to be Quickie Mart when the doors open up, but it's Pan Ant reveals Quickie Mart. The kids are flying around with little jetpacks, calls him Mr. Geek. I'm a noob, you racist cracker. I just love the term cracker. It's just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you racist cracker. Apu says he's got a delivery for Bart. It's to the elderly shut-in from the... You have to go through the Forbidden Zone, the one with the uniclams. Yeah. It turns out to be Mr. Burns' mansion, and Bart enters, and Mr. Burns is all tied up. Turns out Snake is about to rob him of his big diamond there. Don't move, teenage Bart. Takes really long because he gets a phone call um, on his cell phone. And it, um, which is also his, his his gun, I believe. I think that's right. His taser or whatever. Um, he said, "Yeah, we had the conversation about what are we going to have for dinner." I think one of the most annoying conversations you can have with somebody is, "What are we having for dinner?" Mm. Especially when one person can't commit to something. It's like, "What do you? What do we want? What are we having for dinner?" I don't know. What do you want? I don't know. Well, what do you feel like? I don't know what I feel like. What do you feel like? <laughs> and it's like you know what you feel like, but you know that the person is going to say no to what you feel like. So it's like, oh. yeah. <laughs> Just go your default of, I don't know. Kebab. <laughs> Kebab, usually. <laughs> well, oh, the lovely Louise and I had that on Sunday night. What do you want for I don't know. What do you want for dinner? And I'm like, well, I'm at cold. She's like, Just grab a chicken and a bag of that salad and some wraps. That's and so, what we're having. Some wraps or some rolls. Yeah, it's, it's literally what we did last night. Was, uh, the night before, sorry. I was just like, Matt, supermarket, hot chicken, bread rolls, bam. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> bag of salad and. Um, yeah, you're, so, you're sorted. We looked at each other, you know, we're eating these wraps on the couch, go, this is actually a pretty good call. Yeah. <laughs> couch love, baby. We made it. <laughs> Bart ends up knocking out Snake with the um, with the diamond, and Burns says as a result, he's going to send him to Yale because the ladies love an Ivy Leaguer. But uh, in turn, he has to decide whether he's going to take this scholarship away from Lisa because he is it gender's love or Lisa's love, which is more important to him. Smithers then rocks up and we get the... Obligatory Smithers is gay joke. I thought this was really pretty lame, to be honest. Yeah, not not a fan. No, the I love boobies line. Then Lisa is deciding her course. I can't remember what courses she was deciding through, but I know that she said males no longer can st- study science, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, it was like Genderia or something like that. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, uh, uh, yeah. Weird futuristic courses. Bart says he's going to be going to Yale. 
And she says, I don't want to go to the same college as you. Well, I've got some great news for you. And the, the, <laughs> the penny drops. She starts choking him. And she also starts choking him in the present as well as a result. We come back and it's time for graduation. And grad- congratulations, graduates. You are no longer the future. Homer then sees Krusty with Marge. And he tries to play it cool. But he, he, he does what probably 90% of men would want to do in that situation. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no. I think you were discussing recently. You're just like, you're civil. But you're also just like, I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, treat her right. Yeah. Or, Mo- or don't, because then she might come back to me. And as Homer is choking Krusty, I love the Mo, the Mo clones. And we make our move. <laughs> just a little spider. <laughs> a little spider in the little hat got me. Lisa is going to be attending hot dog on a stick management camp instead of Yale, as we were discussing earlier. And Jenda's like, this is weird. Well, why are you going to Yale and your sister's going to that camp? But he just being an absolute douchebag, just won't go up and get his diploma. And Skinner says, you know what? Now that you're no longer my student, I'm going to say that you press my cider. Everyone's shocked by it. <laughs> We're now at the after party, which is being held at Homer's underwater palace. And he spelt everything wrong on the sign underwater. Yes. <laughs> then we have Nelson, who has two sets of, um, is it twins? He does, yeah. So there are yeah, four little uh, Nelson babies. Yo, Bart! Good to see her back with Jenda. Hey, Nelson. What's up with your girlfriends? Oh, they each had twins. <laughs> Listen, girls, um, I'm going out for a pack of cigarettes. Isn't that what your father said the day he left you? Yeah, I never understood why he did it. Till now. I'm coming, Papa! <laughs> I'm going to be honest here. We discussed continuity. With Matt Selman in our interview, right? Mm. Matt wrote this episode. This episode is in the same season in which an entire episode was based around Nelson getting his dad back. That has not been mentioned since. And what apparently it's now forgotten about just 10 episodes later. Yep. <laughs> because. But, you know, I don't think Matt and continuity were, you know, on speaking terms. <laughs> no, it didn't sound like it, but. That's a, I was very impressed when they brought back Nelson's dad. I thought they did a great job of it. It made mm. sense. It was written well. I thought, okay, cool. A new direction for the character. And it's just not been addressed since. And now <laughs> apparently it just never happened. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was just somewhat disappointed because I thought they handled that, that episode very well. And now it's just as if it never happened 10 episodes later. I thought that was a bit, a bit silly in my opinion. Milhouse is sobbing in the corner. He says, why did Lisa dump me? I'm not the first guy to get a nosebleed during a slow dance. So Bart goes over to talk to him. Jenda says, don't take too long because this could be our special night. She just wants to bang Bart. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, is, just, she is DTF. She is keen as mustard. Bart mm. goes over and he says to Milhouse, you know, uh, you're, you're just an emotionally crippled mini Hulk. You know, d- d- don't let this hold you back. You know, look how strong you are. Time to strike while the iron is sad because Lisa's feeling down. So Milhouse says, yeah, we're going to go do that. I'm going to take advantage of her of her at a weak point. Bart and Jenna then go walking. They come across Frank's house. And Bart's more interested in going to see Frank's house than being with Jenna. And she says she's never had this mm. problem with Todd Flanders. I don't, do you like Jenna or not? Uh, she doesn't like, she's done nothing wrong. No. <laughs> she just wants to screw up. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, she's not unlikable, but she just, just strikes me as a bit of a nothing character. Yeah, kind of, right? <laughs> no real personality to her other than, you know, her willingness to knock boots, as they say, or as they said in the 90s. Uh, they enter Frank's basement and we see that he's hung himself in his basement, which is kind of sad uh, but, and funny at the same time. And uh, Bart says, just after I look at what's going on in the future, we'll make love. 
pretty much for this point, Jenna's like, if you don't fuck me soon, we're over. <laughs> so she, she's only about having sex. That's all she's about. Um, and then he looks into the future and he sees that Lisa's future is very poor. She's living with Millhouse and she's just, her dreams are shattered. And Lisa, he's like, what? I can't, I can't Lisa's future turn out like this, can he? It's so sad. Yeah, it's really, um, it's really Can't down. even afford to take a poetry class at the community college. Ugh. Not good at all. Gender gives him the ultimatum. Is it her or is it me? And we cut to Milhouse trying to force Lisa to spending the rest of her life with him. I guess this is my destiny. And then thankfully, Bart comes to the rescue from Lisa destroying her own life. And Milhouse ends up getting, I can't remember how, we get stuck in the tree. And Lenny and Carl walk past. Lenny, Carl, can you pull me out? Sorry. We're ghosts now. Our spirits live in those two trees. Or maybe we're alive and we just feel like jerking you around. Or maybe we're one of each. <laughs> Do you think they were ghosts or were they just jerks? I don't know. That whole Lenny and Carl bit was weird. It, it was very strange, wasn't it? And then <laughs> Bart is um is waiting. He, 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 back to the present, Bart is going to wait for the, the, the right girl who likes him for him. And Frank says he will. He'll meet her when he's 83 and he'll die just a minute later. And Lisa is very grateful for Bart, the fact that he did that for her. And then Frank shows the, to, uh, the kids what their parents are going to be up to. And it turns out they hook up again, they get back together, but not before Krusty beats up Homer. And then we get, <laughs> uh, I don't know whether it's just the song. It's a nice moment, but I think it's the song that makes it, the Sea of Love song playing. I, yeah, it's one of my favourite songs. I, I love Sea of Love. I think it's just so sort of, <laughs> well, it's, it's a romantic song naturally, but yeah, yeah. It's something about it. Just, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Makes it makes me smile. feel good, and this was a nice way to close out. Yes, it was. Um, and then we get <laughs> the little um, bit during the credits there of Bart putting on Vice President Cletus, and he's been invited to go to the funeral of the Sultan of Brunei, pack my evening britches. So that is the end of future drama. Now, these episodes, they're kind of like Trials of Horror. They're not canon. Not that anything really is canon anymore, but they're just meant to be treated with a grain of salt. Nothing to them, Very really. Much. This one was probably the most lackluster of the three so far, but it was still enjoyable. Yes, I, I would agree with you uh, 99.8%, Dando. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. It's good. I got a few chuckles. I had a few smiles. It got the job done. What did we learn, Palmer? What did you learn from the episode, Mr. Davis? Uh, that armpit noises actually are a language. They are indeed. I learned what we've all known since season 16, that nobody's gay for more, man. <laughs> oh, by the way, before we uh, wrap up our review, a shout out because uh, for one of the soundtrack uh, cues in this episode, one of my favourite songs, IGY by Don Fagan of Steely Dan. It's the music playing when they're out cruising in the hover car and they go through the quantum bridge. Oh, yeah, great tune, isn't it? Love it. <laughs> it was just perfect for that scene as well, wasn't it? Very much so. Yeah, love me a bit of Don Fagan. From this day forward, your name shall be... Yes, it is time for the Guy Davis Noonan Championship for Future Drama. The current leaderboard stands at this. After 14 rounds, we have in third position, D.L. Gorman on 14 points. In second position, Luke McKay on 16 points. And in first position, Philip J. Hawkins on 18 points. Hit me, Mr. Davis. What do we have this week? An honourable mention before we get into the gold, silver and bronze of it all. Mm -hmm. uh, honourable mention for Don't Stop Frinkin' About Tomorrow. Oh, I like it. That's from our friend Shannon Dodal. Thank you, Shannon, for sending that one in. Nice one, Shan. Uh, one point goes to The Kids Aren't All Right. Ooh, good one. Another song title. Uh, yeah. This one is Fergus Jeffs. On your Fergus. Well played, Two Fergus. points for The Way We Will. 
The way we will. Oh, that's another great one. That's uh, oh, it's our friend DL Gorman that puts him on equal footing, second position with Luke McKay, sixteen points. <laughs> well, it all comes down to who gets the three points for this title, which I thought was an absolute winner. Well, it gets three points, so yeah, it is a winner. A Frinkle in Time. <sighs> oh, A Frinkle in Time. Three points. It's very close at the top of this leaderboard. The three points this week goes to Clever Kyle. Kyle Muldoon. So that sends Kyle all the way to third position on eight points. So well done, Kyle. Kyle, you are not out of it yet, sir. You are not out of it yet. There are still plenty of weeks for you to catch up. So Kyle Muldoon now in third position on eight. We have a two-way tie in second between Luke McKay and D.L. Gorman on 16. And in first position, still just clinging on to that top position, is Philip Hawkins on 18 points. So remember, guys, if you do want to be a part of of this exciting Guy Davis New Nan Championship. You've just got to be a $1 patron, one single dollar redo. If you all out there listening right now, we're $1 supporters of Four Finger Discount. We'd be in the money, but we'd also just, it'd go a long way for us to upgrading our equipment and just keeping the show going and helping us grow this empire. But $1 uh, patronage gets you not only access to the Facebook group and in turn the Guy Davis New Nan Championship, but you also get access to our our audio commentary of the Simpsons movie. So if you want to hear that oh. just for one single dollar you do, you can jump on now. Oh my God, one dollar. One dollar. It's all it takes. One dollar per month. You wouldn't even know it was missing. One. If you saw a dollar on the ground, you wouldn't even pick it up. <laughs> it, it probably, it probably, you probably lost three dollars out of your pocket already. Exactly. Probably, one, you probably one did that today. <laughs> that can be your job for the week. One dollar patronage. One dollar dollar you do. One dollar you do. Supporting Four Finger Discount, patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. We we have so many uh, bonuses on there, guys. You, obviously, you get the uh, the Movie Guys podcast and Tales of Future Drama. You get early access to all the shows we do. Plus, you get Guy on Springfield as well, which is also a, um, a Patreon-exclusive series where we go back and revisit the classics. And this month, since it's October, we went back and revisited Trias of Horror 6, mm-hmm. one of my favorite Trias of Horrors of all time. So jump on. Check it out. Support the family. Patreon.com slash four-finger discount. But for now, Mr. Davis, it's time to hear some questions from the family because it's time for the mailbag. JaVale! JaVale is here! Ooh. All right. Mailbag time. Mr. Davis, this first one here comes from our friend Stephen. It just simply says Stephen. Oh, Stephen K. It says Stephen K. Would it be Stephen <laughs> King? That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Hey, big Steve. Hey, big Steve. Steve no, Case. No hey, guys. With Halloween upon us, I was wondering, what is your favorite Trias of Horror segment? I'm loving the show. I only found it just last month, and I'm slowly working my way back through the catalog. Well, that's cool. So Steve's starting at the newest episode and working his way backwards. Well, uh, it's so like thanks, <laughs> thanks for the question, Stephen Case. Your favorite Trias of Horror segment. Do you have one, Mr. Davis? Mm, that's a very good question. And I hate to sound, you know, very obvious and short memory, but you know, as you said, we recently did Treehouse of Horror Six, and I was quite—I liked them all in this one, and I very much liked Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace. But I think it was Attack of the Fifty Foot Eyesores. I got a lot of—I got a real kick out of that one for some reason. That was your favourite, okay? Yeah, yeah. I, I was—I think I put that as my third when we did the. Re- I'm pretty sure you put that as your number two when we did the review. I'm pretty sure you put Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace as your number one. <laughs> I know that's true, but for some reason you thought about yeah, it. I just think I'm thinking about eyesores more and more. Yep, I've really enjoyed um, Nightmare Cafeteria from Trias of Horror 5 where the kids get eaten by the teachers at school. Oh, yeah. I've always been a big fan of that one. It ends with the um, the big song and dance at the end where they get turned inside out. So I've always been a big fan of Nightmare Cafeteria. Plus, yeah, just 
as a whole, as a collective, Trials of Horror 6 has always been my favourite for reasons that I explain in our Patreon-exclusive review of Guy on Springfield's Trials of Horror 6. But... Yes, uh, that is the question. That is the answer to your question, Mr. Stephen K. Thank you for sending that in. If you have any questions for us, guys, Simpsons Mailbag at gmail.com. Let's go to the patrons now and see what they have to ask us, Mr. Davis. Yes. All right. First one here from Dave Abbott-Smith. Dave says, what did you do directly after high school? He went to culinary school and got an apprenticeship. It's pretty cool. What did awesome. I do? I went straight to university, which I look at now and... It didn't necessarily teach me anything at uni, but it made me realize that I had a knack for marketing because marketing was never something that I really even considered. And then I went there and I was like, I got a, a, a degree in, in marketing, but I was like, I want to just do journalism. And they're like, oh, but your score's so good, you should go for marketing. I was like, I don't really want to do public relations and marketing. I want to just do journalism. And they're like, yeah, leave that for the art kids. Do, do public relations and marketing. <laughs> and I was like, fine, whatever. So I went into it and I was like, this shit's pretty easy. I might just do this for a living. <laughs> so uni, I went straight to uni and it taught me how, it, it made me realize that I was good at marketing and, and PR and things like that. But also besides that, on the side, I started doing the um, the course at uh, the local community radio station, Pulse FM. And that's where my radio career started. And my radio career then took me to commercial radio and that evolved into podcasting. There you go. It's what, funny, the old, my old boss from, um, from K-Rock, I may have said this on the podcast, but he, he texted me about, I don't know, six months ago and he was like, I remember when we used to come to work and he used to say you're doing this Simpsons podcast and we all sort of like laughed at you and like podcasting. And now I'm just like, this guy knew what was going on. <laughs> I'm like, yep, <laughs> yep. You know the industry you're in? Fucking dying, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but what did you do straight after high school, sir? Uh, I too went straight to uni. Uh, I was, and I was studying journalism there. Yeah, that was my uh, my major. In, in, in hindsight, I'm thinking maybe a gap year would have been a good idea just to, you know, go out and I don't know, do a bit of traveling or a bit of work somewhere. I'm, I'm always thinking that maybe you should have done an apprenticeship of some kind. You, know? you, look, you look back now and you're like, fuck, apprenticeships is like where it's at. I got offered an apprenticeship when I left Ford because Ford was closing. They said, he do you want to do a mechanic apprenticeship? And I was like, I understand it's good money, but I have no interest in this. And I know if I do this, I'll be stuck doing this forever. I don't want to do that. So that's why I just went, I know it's money, but sometimes you just got to go, what's going to make me happy? And this is not going to make me happy. But yeah, I'll look back and I think, I'll look now and go, if you just want a guaranteed income, that's going to yeah. be thriving. Apprenticeships where it is. But will it make you happy? That's the other question you've got to weigh up. Well, that's the other thing. I think it'd be just nice to have it in the side pocket or in the toolkit. Yep. It would be yeah. nice to know how to hang up a frame on a wall. I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> but I mean, and not that I would sort of fix my own um, electricity or anything like that. But uh, I don't know. I just think it'd be good to have that kind of skill to your name. But uh, no, that was what I, uh, I I was at uni for a few years. And um, yeah, I learned a bit. But honestly, I think with all due respect to institutes of higher learning, I learned more about journalism and writing and sort of being a professional uh, when I was working at the street paper in Geelong, than I ever than I ever did when I was studying at uni. Uni was a yeah. good social, <laughs> a good social thing. A lot of girls there. That's correct. <laughs> did nothing with them, but I saw them. Well, oh, oh god, no. <laughs> <laughs> they were present. Uh, this next question comes from Andrew Swan. What is a show or movie that you would love to see a flash forward of? Well, it's it's funny because I mean everything seems to <laughs> these days be either going backwards or going forwards and, you know, not really yeah. dwelling in the moment. You're getting a lot of prequels and sequels and spin-offs and whatnot. 
I can't think of one off the top of my head, but one that I really am enjoying is the um, is the Creed franchise. Yeah, yeah, you be yeah. fan of those films, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I, one one flash forward that I like movie wise. I've always said I'm glad they never made a sequel to ET, but there was a commercial that mm. came out a couple of years ago with ET. Did you see this? The the ET commercial that came out like two years ago. Um, and it was E.T. Oh, coming back to Earth and seeing Henry Elliot. Uh, That's uh, right, yeah. No, Henry Thomas, Henry sorry, Thomas. As Elliot, like 20 or 30 years later, and he's got his own family and stuff, mm. and E.T. hanging out with Elliot and his family. It was just That's such it, a nice yeah. little three, four minute. <laughs> that was enough for me. I was like, ah, they got to see each other again. It was lovely. They went back mm. home. It was just uh, that. That to me was more than I. That was that was all I needed. I didn't need a sequel because the 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 planned sequel of ET was there going to be evil aliens coming and fucking blah blah blah. That was yeah. really cool. I really liked that as an ET fan. But um, I can't really think of anything else. Got anything else off the top of your head that you'd like to see a flash forward? Of? Off the top of my head, no, no. I mean, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good question. It really is. But and I'm sorry we can't provide you with a better answer for it. All right, last one. We'll pick one more question here. Andrew JP, how do you think the show's dynamic would change if Marge and Homer were actually divorced? I don't think I just don't think you could do that. The whole the whole yeah. show is based around this love story of Homer and Marge. If they were to separate, it just it would suck the life out of the show, I think. It really would. It would it, it would sort of put a big hole in its heart. It would feel like your own parents have got divorced. No one wants that. Like it's just nah. I don't I, yeah. I don't think that would work at all. We're not having it, Andrew JP. No, we are not having it at all. All right, so that's our review of Future Drama. Hope you guys enjoyed it. The next episode of Four Finger Discount, we are reviewing an episode called Don't Fear the Roofer, which I watched last week, and I really enjoyed it. Guest stars Ray Romano as Ray. Uh, Uh, I was was trying to do a Ray Romano impersonation, then I thought better of it. Uh, but yeah, so that that, that's a, that was an enjoyable episode. So look out for that one next week. Don't fear the roofer. Don't forget, guys, as we mentioned, we would love for you all to take the punt and support the Four Finger Discount Empire here by becoming a one single dollar do patron of Four Finger Discount. We guarantee you, you will not regret it. We'd love to have you all in the Four Finger Discount community on Facebook uh, because it's just it's just a great community full of like-minded Simpsons fans and Seinfeld fans and, and South Park fans and Friends fans. We're all one big family. We all support each other through thick and thin. And not only that, you get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts as well. So check it out. Indeed. Dan, it's not even a punt. It's a sure thing. It's a sure thing. One single dollar we do. You guys will not regret uh, joining the family. Uh, as we said, Don't Fear the Roofer is the next episode of Four Finger Discount. This has been our review of future drama. Please continue to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We do appreciate everyone who has taken the time to do so. But for now, Mr. Davis, any final words for those amazing listeners out there? Only three. I love boobies. Shh.